Rebellions are built on hope. Incoming transmission. Radio Rebellion. Good morning, Rebels, and welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion Star Wars Podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon, and thank you for joining us on this great Saturday morning. Yeah, we're doing a morning show. Had to happen eventually, right? Uh, yeah, so I mentioned it last week. I'm going to be on the road at 5 o'clock this afternoon, where I usually do our live shows. you to be driving down to Tampa, so I wouldn't be able to be with you guys this week. But I said, you know what? We gotta talk. We gotta talk Bad Batch, but we gotta talk War of the Bounty Hunters number one by Charles Soule, that Boba Fett comic. Gonna spend some time talking about it. Great reveal at the end. It has huge implications for a lot of possible storylines. So it'll be great to jump in and talk about that. So yeah, thank you guys for being here this morning. Grab your coffee, your orange juice, tea, bacon, calf, waffles, whatever. Grab what you wanna eat this morning, drink this morning. Let's talk Star Wars. How how are you guys? How your Star Wars week been? It's been quiet. A lot of not news out there. No no news basically. We just had that comic book that came out on the Bad Batch. Big thing as always is spoilers. People don't care anymore. Spoilers here, spoilers there, spoilers everywhere, man. It's a big reveal in that book of uh, War of Bounty Hunters comic book and it was spoiled at 8 30 in the morning i knew about it already bad batch not really spoilers but images out there of some characters that came up so people are not waiting we've talked about it here before on twitter everywhere dude just hold on you don't need to to be the first one to post something oh i was the first one to know about this or that just wait for people to enjoy it at least wait till the end of the day one or two days usually uh, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter yesterday. We did this for Avengers, for Endgame. Everyone said, okay, hold on on spoilers for a couple of days. We do it for The Mandalorian. No spoilers. Sunday, usually Monday, that's when spoilers start. Cost. But now, man, it's right there. As soon as someone watches the Bad Batch or reads something, boom, they have to go and spoil it for everyone. And don't give me that, oh, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't get on social media, do it. Just be mindful of others is what I say. So anyway, happy to be here with you guys this morning. Gonna have a great show. And as always, if you're watching this live or whenever you're watching this, make sure to like this video. Make sure to leave us a comment. If you're watching this later on, let us know what you're thinking about the Bad Batch, what you thought about that ending, uh, who you think they're talking to. We're gonna have a bunch of theories of who it could be. And your thoughts on that World Bounty Hunter comic book number one by Charles Soule. Same thing, that reveal at the end. What are your thoughts about it? Uh, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Help us grow. Help us keep going. And if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, make sure that you also follow us over there. Don't, leave, don't miss any of our episodes. Uh, there was a rating. There was a review. So I'm always glad to read those. So 
you know, thank you as always for supporting the channel, supporting us, and let's get on it. If you guys are ready, I know I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars. And today we are starting with episode six of the Bad Batch decommissioned. So, yes, we were episode six. We already, what is it? 16 episodes, I think, this season. So, we're almost at the halfway point. Not really, but almost there. Series has been great so far. I've mentioned it before when we did our first review of the first four episodes. I wasn't too much, I wasn't interested really in the Bad Bad show when it was announced. Animation has been doing great, so I was really excited to see what it was going to be moving forward. And so far it hasn't disappointed. First five episodes were really good. The last episode was one of my favorites. It showed Omega a little bit more acting as a child, getting to learn this new world, which I really appreciated. I started to connect more with the character. We got Moochie, the big Moochie controversy last week. But then this week we got a new episode decommissioned and it went both ways. I saw a lot of people saying that this was their favorite show. I'm sorry, their favorite episode of the season so far. Some were a little bit more tempered in their praise of the episode. I count myself in that group. I did enjoy it for what it was, but not my favorite. I did like the previous one better than this one, but that doesn't matter. If I'm not calling this a filler, everything has a purpose and it grew, Omega grew as a character a little bit. We learned more about what's happening in the galaxy. So no, this wasn't a filler episode, just one that didn't really touch me too much. Not because of those two characters that appeared that I know there was a lot of issues with them, Clone Wars season seven. And we'll get to it in a minute. So uh, let's get on it. So decommissioned. We're still in Old Mantel and that opening shot. I mentioned it last week. I think I mentioned every time we talk about the Bad Batch, it's how beautiful the animation is. We mentioned it last week how the budget of this show is so much larger, appears to be so much larger, especially for your first season compared to Rebels and uh, the environments in it. Here, that opening shot of Old Mantel the whole city all lit up was beautiful i love what the animation is doing on this on this series even if you don't like some episode just watching it just visually it's stunning so our group is still on old mantel dealing with our favorite Trandoshan sid and sid says hey i got a job for you guys it's money for myself money for you it helps you get some money get some credits that's all we're doing here and you're gonna take it I don't care what you say. You you don't know if you're going to work for me. I'll make the decision for you. Yes, you're working for me. Uh, so before we get on it, something that we've talked about, a lot of people have talked about um, titles. We talked about this when we did our Mandalorian review, is how the episode titles always have more than one meaning. So here at Decommission, Sid tells them, oh, you got to go get a, one of these droids, a tactical droid. They all get in the commission because the Empire doesn't want anything to do with them. So I need you to get one of the statical droids. They have a lot of important information. So get it before it gets decommissioned. There you go, pretty direct title. When you start looking more into it, it also means that clones are getting decommissioned by the Empire. We know this, they don't want anything to do with clones. They're slowly getting them out of rotation. Clones are getting decommissioned. And the Bad Batch, especially Empire's after, after them and other people, by the end, there might be other people behind looking after the Bad Batch, so they're also getting decommissioned. So the title, not just the droids, but also clones getting decommissioned by the Empire. 
So this episode, even though I didn't enjoy it as much as some of the previous one, has some great action. The whole episode, basically, the last third, no, the last two thirds of the episode is nonstop action. So don't, no complaints there. Very action packed. There's some um, funny bits in it, some comedic bits on it that really hit. But I just mentioned about getting spoiled. The big thing out there, the Martez sisters are back. So if you watch season seven of the Clone Wars, that second act with Ahsoka after she left the Jedi Order, she missed the Martez sisters, Trace and Rafa, and they're back here. So if you didn't like that arc and you didn't like those characters, you'll have some issues with this one. I didn't mind the Martez sisters arc in season seven of the Clone Wars. It took me a few episodes to get into it. But as we've mentioned before, that's the beauty of TV shows, arcs. You get a whole four episodes to grow with those characters. So by the end of it, I was fine with the Martez sisters. So I didn't mind seeing them again here, even though it was spoiled because someone put an image out there of Trace of Rafa Martez with that hologram at the end. So that was a, bit, a little bit of a spoiler, but they show up pretty early on the episode. So it was it didn't mess with my enjoyment or with the story of the episode knowing beforehand that they were gonna be there. Um, let's talk about some of the comedic efforts. And again, talking about spoilers, dude, don't spoil even jokes. So one, the biggest joke here and that people just started putting on Twitter as soon as it happens was this echo joke. Uh, Rafa says something, oh, we need a diversion. And then Trace turns around or vice versa. Trace says, we need a diversion. Rafa turns around, we need a diversion. Is there an echo in here? And then Echo shows up. Yes, I'm Echo. Great joke. It hits for adults. It hits for kids. Spoiled on Twitter. Again, dude, don't spoil. Don't spoil all jokes. Why are you spoiling jokes? But it was a good one. Uh, Omega with her noodle arms. That's something that we all say when, especially to my kids, you got noodle spaghetti arms. So she's trying to, she's training with that energy bone. You would think that energy bows being just energy, you wouldn't need that much of an effort just to pull back and fire, but I guess you need to strengthen those noodle arms. What I found interesting on this scene at the beginning was how Echo, being a soldier, is already telling Omega, this 10, 11 year old kid, oh, if you wanna be a soldier, it's what I, soldiers need to be consistent. Sorry, I don't have notes. I have my notes on my phone today. Uh, so she tell, he tells Omega, soldiers need to be consistent, so keep training. Again, they're already enlisting this poor girl into a soldier mindset. I know she's with the Bad Batch, but already soldier, soldier, soldier. She's not a soldier. I know that's what Echo was, and it might be just, again, all these clones have this mentality of we were bred for one purpose. That's just what we know moving forward telling Omega, hey, soldiers, it's repetition, training, uh, consistency. No, don't, don't, don't turn Omega into a soldier. We don't want her to be a soldier. But then we have tactical droids, which we've seen tactical droids on Rebels, we've seen tactical droids on Clone Wars, and then we see tactical droids here. They need that droid to get information about what's going on with the Empire. And I think it is tech that says, now that the clones are working with the Empire, knowing how to defeat clones kind of went up in, in value. We need that tactical droid. Every battle they learn more, so let's get that tactical droid so we can learn how to defeat the clones. Which I think, and I hope, 
is going to be parallel to what happened with Ahsoka and Rex at the end of season seven, when Ahsoka tells Rex, all oh, those clones might be ready to die for what they're doing, but I'm not going to be the one to kill them. They're just acting out of, it's, they're not themselves. So I'm wondering with the Bad Batch now learning how to kill clones, if it will come down, especially with Crosshair, that same situation. Hey, they might be willing to kill us and willing to die for it, but are we going to kill our clone brothers just because their mind has been messed with, especially Wrecker? What's happening with Wrecker? That we'll keep talking about it. This episode was really on point. He started saying good soldiers follow old orders. He just got to good soldiers. When we hear that whole phrase, good soldiers follow order, is Crosshair that's talking, just hearing that inside his head. So, oh, poor Wrecker. I still say, I don't know. I got a new, a new theory about what might happen with Wrecker and his inhibitor chip. But, all right, so they go to Corellia. We love Corellia, Han Solo, Kira, wink, wink, Corellia's out there. They have to stop all these droids from being decommissioned, these tactical droids. There has to be an easier way to decommission droids, right? Because right now they're being dropped into this pit of molten lava from, from 20 feet on top. Come on, Empire, there has to be an easier way, a safer way to decommission droids, take out the chip, mind wipe. Why can't you just mind wipe the droid and then recycle it, right? Come on, the, the whole galaxy is getting this trash planets and all that. Corellia is in the biggest, it's not as clean right now. Maybe use some of those droids, start recycling them instead of throwing them into a pit of molten lava and getting everyone into trouble. There has to be a more sustainable way to decommission droids, a safe, sustainable galaxy. Come on, Palpatine, you know, you can do this. doesn't matter. Um, and. So when they get there, they start dividing themselves and I'm, they told Wrecker, hey, go up there and you'll be our, our lookout. He says, that used to be Crosshair's job. Ah, oh, he's not here, you're doing it. I'm glad that they bring, br brought back the gag of Wrecker being afraid of heights. We saw this also in season seven. He looks up, gets that vertical, and then, oh, all right, I'll do it. He goes up there and they leave Omega by So Just stay here, come on, Hunter. It's it's been a while. It's been a few episodes. Don't leave a kid by itself just because you tell her don't move. She's gonna move. You gotta learn, Wrecker. Kids, kids don't stay put when you tell them to stay put. So Omega just goes as soon as she sees the Martez sister, or actually at this point we don't know. All right. So we get to the big reveal for Trace and Rafa Martez. We find out that there's someone else behind this tactical droid head because the droid is just scrapped for parts, just a head. And we see all these other people that are behind the, the tactical droids. And we find out there is Trace and Rafa Martez. Again, I'm fine with it. It was spoiled for me, so I wasn't as surprised when I saw them. But I didn't mind seeing them, the characters that we know already. And we'll talk more about it as we get closer to the recap of this episode. It's I don't know. It depends who their contact is. Why are they behind this tactical droid? And we'll get to it in a second. But the Martez sisters, man, we talked about this when we did our Revenge of the Sith watch along how Anakin was in the best spy. As soon as Palpatine called him out, he, oh, yes, I'm a spy. I'm sorry. Martez sister, if you're on a secret mission, right? You're all dressed up as the workers. You're hiding. You don't want no one to know who you are. First rule, 
don't use your real names over the comms. They're like, Trace, I'm over here. Rafa, let me by the north exit. Let's me by the rendezvous, rendezvous point, Trace. Don't use your real names. That's the first rule. Second rule, as soon as someone stops you, don't remove your helmet and show your face and now everyone knows who you are. Come on, there's, there's some simple rules to being sneaky out there and they should apply to Star Wars. Apart from that, you're fine. So there's this big shootout that happens with some police droids, which were pretty cool. I, I lo love the look of the police droids. And then they have to work together to escape this decommissioning, uh, this droid factory where they're just burning all these droids. They have to work together to get out of there. And it's fine. It's a good team up. It reminded me a lot because we saw the whole episode. It's not the whole episode, but while the Bad Batch and I believe it was Rafa that were mostly fighting the, the police droids. We have a back and forth between Omega and Trace trying to get that droid's head. Every time one of them gets it, calls back to their teammate, hey, I got the package, or I got the head, I got the tactical droid. So it's a lot of back and forth between them. It reminded me of that first episode in Rebels where the ghost crew is trying to steal this weapon scrape from the Empire. And Ezra comes in, takes it away. Then they chase him. They grab the, they grab the the crate. Ezra takes it back, and there's a lot of back and forth between them. That it was. I was reminded of that watching this episode between Omega and Trace going back and forth. Oh, I got the head. No, I got the head here. So it reminded me of that Rebels episode. So again, it's a good episode. Not my favorite, but the big thing was the end. So at the end. Um, Tech grabs, uh, records the, uh, makes a copy of the droid's memory. They have the information they, they have, they need it for Sid, but Trace and Rafa said, hey, we really needed that because the person that we're working with is trying to fight against the Empire. They're gonna do something good. They're trying to fight against the Empire. So Hunter gives them the memory stick. And then the big reveal at the end, a hologram shows up when Trace, you know, when Rafa tells R7, he's in R7, Ahsoka's droid, we'll get to it. Uh, so he tells R7, hey, call him, and when, or yeah, call him, or whatever he, she says. And then she tells him, hey, we got the ta tactical droid information. We got help from, from some enhanced clones. I just thought you wanted to know, you might want to know. Oh, let me get exactly what she says. Sign. Uh, we got help from a squad of rogue, rogue clones and know where they are. Guess you wanted to know. Guess you'd like to know. Again, first Omega, kid, don't tell strangers where you live. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Stranger danger. Just because someone helps you, you don't know them. Don't give them your whole life story. Here, Omega tells the Martez sister that they're in Old Mantel. And what area of Ortmantel? Because then they come back and say, oh, isn't that a CD part of Ortmantel? Yes, it's great. You should come visit. Don't tell strangers where you live, Omega. You're going to get in trouble. So the episode ends with the Martez sisters calling their contact. We just see part of them in this hologram. And they tell them, hey, we got the droid. But we also got help from some rogue clones. Know where, to get, know where they are. Maybe you'd like to know. So that's a big story out there. Who? is that person at the end. And there's a lot of theories and I got, I started with like three and got probably like 20, like 15 people they might be. So let's go through them real quick. 
Uh, for you guys, when you're watching this, let us know in the comment, who do you think it was in that hologram at the end of the episode and why? What's their purpose here? So it's going to be pretty interesting to, to find out. So the most, let's start with the obvious ones. So the ones that are out there. So the most obvious one is Ahsoka, right? She's the only one that we've known so far that has met the Maltese sisters. They have R7, which again, they might be 20 R7s, but looks very similar to the droid that Ahsoka had. So who else could it be? So Ahsoka is the first, the first one to be out there. They do tell our server, our seven contact him. So right there is not Ahsoka unless she's using a disguise. I don't know at what point she becomes Fulcrum. By Rebels, we know she's Fulcrum. I don't know if she's the first one, and I think so. So I don't know. I don't think it's Ahsoka. And for me, I don't know how close, and I posted this out on Twitter yesterday, how close is this arc, especially this episode, to the events of season seven, especially Order 66. Because to me, it's very close. It's a few weeks, let's say a month after Order 66 happened. I think Ahsoka is a little bit busy at the moment. She was in that moon, burying all the clones, at least putting their helmets on spikes. I don't think the first person she's gonna contact for something is gonna be the Martez sisters. Again, who knows? And then are the Martez sisters, even though they say, or the person that we're working with or our contact is trying to, will do something good with his information. They're fighting against the Empire. When we last saw them in season seven, they weren't the most, they weren't morally good. They weren't bad, but they were stealing spies. They were doing all CD stuff. I don't know if they're turned the corner already and are now trying to dethrone the Empire. Did they join the cause, like Saw Gerrera would say? Maybe. They're not those type of characters that I see joining the rebellion, especially at this point, at the beginning. But who knows? We don't know the story. But to me, it's too close to Order 66 for Ahsoka to already be contacting the Maltese sisters of all people to do something like this. Would she benefit from having information that this tactical droid might have? Yes. So who knows? But again, they mention it's a, a, he, a him, so probably not Ahsoka. So the other big name out there was Bail Organa. Could be. Again, Bail Organa, since Revenge of the Sith, was at the forefront of starting the, the rebellion. So it makes sense that Bail Organa might be out there looking for information, trying to build this rebellion or do something against the Empire. It makes sense they can be Bail. But then I go to the same thing I just said about this being too close to Order 66. Bale just adopted Leia and is on his way to Alderaan. In that couple of weeks, he already made contact with the Maltese sisters, which he didn't know unless Ahsoka told him. I don't know how they got together. And he's already back on the front line when he just adopted a baby girl. I think he has more important things to do, taking care of Leia, taking, getting Brea on all this of being new parents. So I think he has more important, no, no, I want to say, yeah, dealing with a brand new baby is more important. So I'm taking Bail Organa out of this conversation. Then here's when it gets, starts getting good. So Crimson Dawn, and we'll, this will make more sense when we talk about War of the Bounty Hunters. Crimson Dawn is very active at this moment in the Star Wars storyline. We saw them in Clone Wars Season 7. We saw... Maul is still part of Crimson Dawn. We saw him contacting his 
this cocktail or whatever. We saw Dryden Voss, because at this point he's still alive. Could they have something to do with it? My test sisters and the way they behave, I think falls more in line with this time with some of the underworld folks. So I kind of wish that it, that it is Crimson Dawn. It could be Maul, could be Dryden Voss, could be Kira. But again, she, they said him, so Maul, Dryden Voss. What the, maybe they, Maul, we know Maul doesn't like the Empire, doesn't like the Emperor, so he might want to do something to take down the Empire, but it won't be anything good. But again, Crimson Dawn is, is, is up there, one of my picks. Could it be Rex? Some people have been saying Rex. I don't think so. He doesn't know Martez's sisters, sisters are left. Ahsoka told them. But he would benefit from knowing that there are some rogue clones out there and how to take down the Empire. So who knows? Rex is a good one. We know Rex is going to show up soon in this season. So it might be Rex. Again, I don't know why the Martez sisters will be working with him. We have Palpatine, of course. Eh, now get Palpatine out of here. Fennec Shan is another one. So her so that go, she's looking after some rogue clones. Might make sense, but again, probably not. Maybe Boba Fett. We've said before, Boba Fett and Fennec Shan are most likely working together. Boba Fett is probably the one that sent her to get Omega, and he might want to have some information about rogue clones and taking down the Empire of working with the Empire. So it'd be cool if you bet not Fennec Shan, because we just saw her a few episodes ago. Why are you going to keep her hidden? Maybe Boba Fett is working with all of them, just sending out contracts out there. That's a long shot, but I like Boba Fett, so just keep him going. And now these are some, some wild cards out there. Even though we've talked about a couple of wild cards already, but what about Cassian Andor? And this point in the timeline, I don't know how old he is. I don't know where he's at. But we have the Cassian Andor show coming up next year. This might be a good way to tie to it. He's part of the beginning of the rebellion. He was fulcrum at one point. He might want to take down the empire. He might want to know where some clones are out there. He was, his family was part of the separatists. Then they changed when the empire took over. He's been in this war since he was six years old. So what about Cassian Andor? So I really like that idea that it might be Cassian. It ties then to the Andor show. He wants to work with informants, work with under, uh, underworld people. So it might be very cool if it's Cassian. Keep that hidden. Give us a reveal at the end. Might be very interesting. Again, that's a wild card, but one that I really like. And another wild card, but similar to Fennec Shan, that I don't know why they would keep that this person hidden, is Saw Guerrera. So we saw Guerrera at the beginning. He wants to take down the Empire. He's going to use that information for good. And he's already dealt with some rogue clones. So he's a big one. I think it's a wild card just because he was kept hidden. But I do like if you follow the story and you don't want to have a new a new character pop up every time, maybe use Saw Guerrera. Again, wild card because I don't know why they would keep him hidden. And my last wild card that I think could be, and then this ties back up to record, we saw Record here hit his head again. We saw him say those words, good soldiers. He's this close to turning his inhibitor chip on. We've said before, it's too obvious, maybe it won't happen. But we also saw last time we saw Crosshairs, which, Crosshair, which we haven't seen in now, I think, three episodes. He's sitting by himself in his bunk, 
head down, maybe contemplating what he's done. Maybe he's starting to turn the corner and maybe I'm in the wrong here. We said before, keep crossers bad. I don't want him to go back and be this good guy again with the bad batch. But what if the person out there is crosshair? What if crosshair is working with the Martez sisters, knowing now that what he did was wrong, trying to take the empire down from inside, and of course he wants to know where some rogue clones out are, keeping hidden because that's a big surprise. So my thought now is, if that's crosshair trying to get this information, then it can work when you turn record bad. His inhibitor chip turns but Crosshair is now back on the bash side. You still have one of them going bad or going rogue with Crosshair back, and now they have to work to bring Wrecker back or take him down. It goes back to what we talked before about having this information about clones and how to destroy them, how to kill them. Are they going to be able to do that if they're face-to-face -face with one of their brothers? So it's going to be very interesting. Crosshair, again, it's a very, very long wild card, but it might work story-wise. Who I think it is, I watched it again this morning. You can only see part of the shoulder and a little bit back here in this hologram. I think they have a cow. I'm going to go with Maul. I think the person in this hologram is Maul. He's working in the underworld. He wants to take out the Empire. We saw this in Season 7 when he's telling us, okay, it's the Emperor. We got to deal with Palpatine. I think it's Maul, ties to Crimson Dawn and whatever's happening after that in Solo and everything else. So I'm hatching my bet on that person that Martez sisters are working as our good, dear, red and black friend, Maul. So let us know in the comments, in the chat, Twitter, wherever you want, on our Discord. You can find us there. Let me know. I'll send you an invite to our Discord. Let us know who you think that hologram is at the end that's working with the Martez sisters. Once that information, the tactical droids, might want to know more about some rogue clones and he's trying to take down the empire i say mall maybe crosshairs let us know so it's going to be very interesting Whew, let me take a drink that's that's a lot of speculating man a lot of speculating but we love it that's what makes star wars being a fan of star wars so so good and rich as long as you don't let let that take over if it's none of those like 27 characters that i mentioned then it's fine let the story tell itself. All right. So as we finish this recap and review of the Bad Batch decommission, so are we falling into the trap that each episode is kind of not doing too much with the episode and it's just building for something else? Because it's just a secret, right? Who said Jedi informant? There's a lot of talk about that last week. Is it... Uh, there's a lot of talk about who that informant might be. Who is she working with today? This one's, oh, my contact wants the tactical droid for this. It might be a separate person. Who is Fennec Shand contact that's having her look after or find Omega? And now who are the Martez sisters working with? So in six episodes, we have at least three episodes that end on, a, oh, who's out there? And, I, and that has taken over the conversation. So people are not talking too much about the episode, except for Moochie, because we all love Moochie. We're talking more about, oh, who, 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 who might be out there? So it's the bad batch. I want to hear from you guys. Either focusing too much on just building or setting something up for the future as a payoff, 
instead of focusing on telling a, a whole story that you can talk about and focus on and break down instead of just spending 20 minutes like we did here, just talking about who might be hiding in the shadows, which again, Star Wars, that's a lot of it. Anyway, so season episode six of Bad Batch came out yesterday. Uh, good, good episode, not great. So far, the season is still, the series is still a pretty good series. Uh, so we'll see how these last 10 episodes hits for everyone. So let us know again. Ooh, excuse me. <sighs> All right. So as we finish talking about Bad Batch, let's talk about another bad. Oof, excuse me. I gotta, I'll edit though, those, that out of the, the audio podcast. So, okay. So now we're going to be talking about War of the Bounty Hunters. And I'm gonna give, this is a spoiler review. And I'm gonna put an image up that's gonna spoil the big surprise. So if you haven't watched, but uh, read War of the Bounty Hunters and you're interested in it, look away, turn this off, get the comic, read it, then come back to this episode and watch it. Because it was a very, very, very big reveal. Uh, so yeah, if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and place this. So. Last call. This is spoilers for War of the Bounty Hunters. All right, so let's talk about War of the Bounty Hunters. And you can see it down there. I'm just going to take this off. And we'll talk about it. Look at that. Who's down there on your bottom left corner? Kira. Yes, Kira is back in Star Wars. Man, that is a big one. Charles Soul, dude. Tip of the hat. I bow. Whatever. If it comes to comic books and it has Charles Soule's name on it, that dude don't miss, man. He's top of the line when we're talking about Star Wars storytelling and comic books. You see the Darth Vader, uh, Rise of Kylo Ren, his High Republic, War of the Bounty Hunters. Dude don't miss. So let's talk about this. So War of the Bounty Hunters, if you guys remember, was announced about six, not six months, Ago, about four months ago in February, I believe it was, there was this announcement of Star Wars comics' biggest crossover event. So it's not just a War Bounty Hunter arc or comic series. It spans like four different Star Wars comic book lines out there. The Darth Vader, Afra. I think there's a Bounty Hunter one, the main Star Wars run, and now the War of the Bounty Hunters. This is issue one of that main one. So the big, the big setup is right after Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett loses Han Solo in Carbonite. Someone comes in and steals Han Solo. And Boba Fett is not happy about it. He's like, hey, no, I got to get this guy to Java, to Java, and I got to find out who stole them. So when War the Bounty Hunters number one by Charles Soule, and I don't have the names here, but the artists behind this are great. It's one of the more beautiful looking comics out there. So praise to Charles Soul, pray to the artist, the colorist, ink, everyone. So by the beginning of this of this arc of this issue, I should say, Boba Fett has already lost Han Solo. It happened in World the Bounty Hunters Alpha. I believe I didn't read those. So he lost and Solo, he's, I don't know which planet he's on. He's in this bar. He's pissed. He's like, someone's going to die. Because I love lost Han Solo. No one steals from Boba Fett. Someone's going to die, which he says right there to that, to that bartender. 
And then we find, and I love this comic book so much because it shows us again how much of a badass Boba Fett is. Again, if you haven't noticed, this is a Boba Fett episode today. So it shows us how much of a badass we always think or knew that he was. We saw this with this, forget about the Maconasons. This is a Boba Fett songs, Boba Fett Renaissance. We loved him in season two. He's getting his own show at the end of the year with Book of Boba Fett and now this storyline, which some people were, even myself, I wasn't going to get it because there's so much comic books out there that I can't get into all of it. But all the hype behind this, like the day before it dropped, even Charles Soule was out there on Twitter saying, dude, I can't wait for this episode to drop to see, to hear all your reaction. This is going to be great. People that got advanced copies were just, oh man, I can't wait, I can't wait. And when this came out, the people that read it were read it were just ecstatic. Oh, that reveal is going to be awesome. I said already, got spoiled for myself. I was reading all those pre-reviews. I was, okay, I'm going to get it anyways. That same day, 8.30 in the morning, before, before I could get it, my online version, somebody posted a picture of Kira, that same one that I showed, and then put the caption on Twitter basically saying, Oh, Kira's back. We saw her on World of Bounty Hunters. This is an account with almost 9,000 followers. If you have such a big account, why are you going to spoil something this early in the morning? I'll give it a bit of a pass because it's, I think they're set up in Spain, this account, or somewhere. The point is, it got spoiled for everyone. Don't do that, please. Just wait a little bit. Anyway. So I, I lost my train of thought. So going back to the comic book, we have, so anyway, when I heard everyone praising this comic, even knowing already the, spoil, the big reveal was, I'm gonna get it anyway and see what it's all about. Because yeah, I saw the picture, I wanna know the story behind it. The story is great. The big thing is the end, but the story itself is great. The art is great, the, everything. So like I mentioned, Boba Fett is in this bar, pissed that he lost Han Solo. And then we get this John Wick moment when there's an open contract now for Boba Fett. There's an open contract and anyone can just kill Boba Fett and you're gonna get paid. There's these people at the bar that saw this, try to get that jump on Boba. That's not gonna happen. Kills them, goes back to his drink and he wants to know why there's a bounty behind him, why there's a bounty on his head. So he's leaving. We're met by two other bounty hunters that we've seen before, Forlom and Succus. So I'm sorry, Suckers, you got kicked in the head and dropped down that shaft. So you can see it up here, Boba Fett kicking Suckers out that platform to his death. And then he takes Forlom's head and uses it to get information out to know why. And that's when he finds out there's a bounty on him. And then Suckers, which I guess can see a little bit of the future, tells him, oh, I'll, I'll read your future. I see you dying in a Red Sea or choking on a Red Sea, something like that, which, of course, is going to be the pit of Kalkun and the Sarlacc on Tatooine. But Boba Fett is like, I don't care. Kicks him out. Get the hell out of here. You try to blow up my ship for long. Give me your head. I'm going to plug him into Slave 1 and see why everyone's behind me. And that's when he finds out there's a bounty on his head and was placed there by Jabba the Hutt. He's like, what? 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 Why is Jabba behind me? After me. 
And then Java thinks that Boba Fett sold Han Solo off. Sold him, get some quick credits, and don't bring it to me. Java's not happy. He's going to go kill Boba. So Boba goes to, to the palace. He's met there by Big Fortuna and two poor, come on, those poor uh, Gamorian guards just trying to do their job. Should have called in sick. One gets shot, the other gets burned just because they didn't want to let Boba Fett in. He doesn't care. I want to talk to Java. But then Big Fortuna says, Java's not here. He's gone. He's with the other cartel, the other hot cartel. They use another name, I forget. We see all these huts in their holograms talking about who has Java the Hut. There's a message that they receive. And that's when we find out that the person that has, that supposedly has Java, I mean, Han Solo, is Crimson Dawn, which just in itself is a great reveal. We haven't seen Kira yet at this point. They say Crimson Dawn has it. They throw some great parties. So let's at least go over there to see what's going on. Java says, well, the person I used to lead Crimson Dawn has been quiet for a long time. So we're pretty sure that that person is dead, talking about Maul. So maybe this new person has Han Solo is the new leader. Let's, let's find out. Boba Fett sees the message telling the, the huts, telling Java that they're meeting Crimson Dawn. Uh, Boba Fett knows where to go, and he's off trying to get to this party, this reveal before Java and the other hot cartel members get there, and everyone else that has a bounty behind him. He's trying to get to Java to say, hey, I didn't sell him. I'm trying to get him back, call this bounty off. Again, very John Wick. It's going to be very cool going forward, the other, episode, the other issues, which I think there's six of this. So at the end is when we have the reveal of Kira. She says, Han Solo always wanted to save me or save my life. Now he'll get his chance. And this one, we see that picture with her looking very Leia with her white cow. I love the look of Kira here, her white cow, black uh, katsu with those pink gloves. Looks great. Again, the art in this comic is awesome. But we have the reveal of Kira now as the leader of Crimson Dawn. And this is something that everyone wants to see. How did Maul end up on Malakor? I believe it is on Rebels. How did Kira most likely left him there? Kira's now the head of Crimson Dawn. How did that happen? Maul is dead by this point. So there's so many stories you can tell moving forward. And also back, how did Kira get to this point? We have, we've always stuck here, make Solo 2 happen, right? We want to see more from Solo. We have the Lando TV show coming. There were some rumors, I don't know what's happened with about a Kira and Maul TV show, hopefully a solo sequel in, on Disney Plus or whatever. And I've always said the sequel that I want to see or the continuation is Han Solo, Chewbacca, working with Jabba the Hutt and the Hot Cartel going against Maul, Kira, and Crimson Dawn. That's a great show, a great concept. And then whatever happens there can directly affect now moving forward this comic and Kira being leader of Crimson Dawn, seeing how she got there. So it's, there's a lot of great stories there. I hope we can see in live action. Animation, maybe I prefer live action. And then moving forward, of course, we have Kira here. This is right between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Will she appear in, in Book of Boba Fett? Because now we see there's a connection between the two of them. I'm sure they're going to meet at some point in this comic run. If she makes it out alive, will she be in Book of Boba Fett? 
And that's going to be a great scene, even if that's what we see Emilia Clark playing Kira again, if they have to age her a little bit, it can work. I mean, we've seen Fennec Chan for 30 years hasn't really aged. Uh, Bo-Katan hasn't changed a lot either. So just give it to us. We, we don't care. So we can see a lot of it beforehand in that solo time frame after solo before in New Hope, how everything how Darth Maul ended in Malakor, how Kira ended as lead of Crimson Dawn. We can see that beforehand. And then moving forward, bring her into Book of Boba Fett. It's going to be great. Hopefully, we can see her there. Also, we have Is Fennec Shan going to show up in this world, the Bounty Hunters, which again makes sense. We saw her in Mando Season 2. She's going to be in Book of Boba Fett. We just saw her in on the Bad Batch. Where is she now in those? I don't know how many, 15 years or so, she could very likely appear in one of the bounty hunters helping Boba somehow. And if Fennec Chance helps Boba Fett deal with Crimson Dawn and Kira, and then you have that team up or meet up again in Book of Boba Fett, bring everything together, movies, comics, TV show. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I want to see. Whew. So again, if I'm so excited for this review and what might happen, I'll say maybe I'm playing favorites here because I just said a few minutes ago talking about the Bad Batch and all the reveals at the end and people just wanting to see what's next. And maybe that's not the best way. But here I'm just, oh, yes, that reveal. I'm sorry for playing favorites. Boba Fett, Kira, I'll take those over the Bad Batch. Ah, So, yeah, what do you guys think about World of Bounty Hunters number one? Let me know in the comments or on Twitter, wherever. Are you going to keep reading the comic? Are you going to get it beforehand or just wait and read the reviews? Which is fine. That was, that's what I was going to do. I'll just wait for the comics to come out and see what people are putting out there. But now knowing that Kira and Crimson Dawn are going to be heavily involved in it, being such a fan of solo a Star Wars story, I need to get those. So it's only five more issues. I'll get that the main, the main series. I won't get all the other ancillary comics. But it's going to be great moving forward to see this new era of Boba Fett just keep growing and growing, making him uh, the character that we always wanted. Now we're getting to see it. So again, let me know down on the comments what you thought about The Bad Batch, Episode 6, The Commission, the whole series. Who do you think is going to be that person that's hiding in the shadows working with the Mortez sisters? Again, I think it's Darth Maul or Maul at this point. And what are the bounty hunters? Kira, are we going to see her in Book of Boba Fett? Is this a prelude to then Solo 2 or anything doing with that time period and how Maul and Kira work together to the point that he's on Malakor and she's leading Crimson Dawn? We have to see that at some point. And will she appear in Book of Boba Fett? So a lot of questions out there for Star Wars fans. So whew, what a morning. So this is, I think, our second morning show. We did one back in, at the beginning of Season 2. We had a guest that came in early. I think it was our friends from Galactic podcast they came in here uh, i think uh 11 or so in the morning so this is our earliest show sorry if i have any bags under my eyes if i'm sleepy i'm not sleepy if i'm talking star wars i'm awake so great episode can't wait to see what's going to happen with both series bad batch and world the bounty hunters next week we're back at our regular regular time at 5 30 in the afternoon eastern time we have a great guest we have our friends matt and josh from wannabe jedi podcast here uh, we're gonna talk about batch and i don't know anything else that happens in star wars star wars we will talk about it next week so 
thank you guys as always for joining. Uh, make sure that you like this video, you subscribe, uh, notifications so you don't miss it if we go early or late. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Rebel Pod. We also have our web page when I do some reviews of books and other stuff there. So RadioRebellionPodcast.wordpress.com. You can email us if you have any questions or anything at RadioRebelPod at Gmail. And you can just check the link to below. You'll find where to find us. So as always, thank you guys for being here. Stay safe. Be safe. May the force be with you. Radio Rebellion.